conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to another episode of In Conclusion. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. And Anna, will I get kicked off the podcast for saying that Jesse Eisenberg put his old Eisenbussy into this role? No, because (laughs) I just dropped my phone. I was so excited that you said that. Am I the one who taught you that? I I saw that on Twitter. Oh, thank God, because I had to teach my friends what that meant. Mm-hmm. I sent, I God forbid, I sent a meme. I sent a TikTok to my friend David. You remember David. Of course, he was on our Spider-Man episodes. Yes, yes, he was. Um, I sent my good friend David a video, because he's a big Spider-Man fan. And it said, it was a picture of Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. and it said, oh no, my whole Dafussy is out. And then it cut... <laughs> It said me listening in and it was a image of Mike Wazowski with his eyes shut and somebody took their mouse and photoshopped it so it looked like his eye was zippering open (laughs) and I laughed so hard. And then in our group chat with all of our friends, he goes, Anna, what's a defussy? And I said, I'm not doing that here. (laughs) And he said, no, Anna, please share with the class. So I had to explain what that meant to everyone in our group chat i think related to spider-man the first time that Mm -hmm. i saw it was talking about spoilers uh, spoiler alert how andrew garfield is in spider-man and how he's (laughs) the he's the best part of it um weird flex but okay but they said that andrew really put his whole garfussy into that role he did he did he did put his whole (laughs) garfussy My introduction to that that term was somebody putting a recording of Witch Doctor mm-hmm. by Alvin and the Chipmunks, their cover, and I said, why did Simon put his whole chipmussy into this oh, verse? <laughs> and I laughed so hard. This is this is an absurd world we live in. Chipmosey. Uh, I say that phrase to Gage all the time. He hates it. I have never said it. I never. I've never used the ussy in <laughs> in common parlance until <laughs> this recording. I thought of it this afternoon. I was like, "Am I, I going to use that as the intro?" And of course, I am. I love that you said that this morning, or maybe it was yesterday. Gage got up for work and he said. Oh, gotta go put my whole gussy into the work day. So that's where <laughs> I'm at. Well, anyway. The anyway. movie we're talking about today that Jesse Eisenberg put his aforementioned Eisenbussy into is mm-hmm. Now You See Me Too, the worst titled movie in history. I, hot take, should this movie have been called Now To See Me? Yeah, because then the next one would be Now You See Three. <gasps> or now you three oh me. Oh my god. I don't like that. That sounds sexual. <laughs> <laughs> but I I like where our brains are going. Um yeah, I think that if we had been in in that room mm-hmm. in that, you know, in the brainstorming gate, session, brainstorming room, yeah, or summit. I yeah. think 
they would have given us a fuck ton of money. I hope so. Like, I think we would have been promoted to CEO. CEO of movies? Yeah, I would have been. I think we would have been promoted to the aforementioned Lions. Then we we would have been allowed through the gate. The 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 gate that's guarded by the Lions? (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. Uh, So the Wikipedia page says, Now You See Me 2, also known as Now You See Me, the second act. By who? I never once. Now to see me. Don't come for me. Released in 2016, directed by John M. Chu, who also Mm -hmm. directed Crazy Rich Asians, Step Up to The Streets, and the Justin Bieber films Never Say Never and Believe. Yes, bitch. Not Never Say Never. Oh, I remember when that came out. Oh, he also directed In the Heights. The In the Heights? Yes, Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. Mm. 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 Oh, Dan, I just completely off-topic thought of something okay. that I needed to ask you about. Did you see Charlie Brown's voice actor? I Dan? did. I'm so sorry for bringing it up right now. I just saw that you have a Charlie Brown book behind uh-huh. you, and I thought it was pertinent that I extend my condolences to you. Okay, thank you. On. I'm not. I mean, it is sad when anyone dies. I have no yeah. personal connection to this. Um, for those Should of you who who don't follow <laughs> who don't follow the news of the peanuts community. Uh, <laughs> Peter Robbins, who was the original voice of Charlie Brown in Charlie Brown Christmas and It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and a couple of other Mm -hmm. specials. He died today or yesterday. Um, He was in his 60s. Very sad. He had had a bunch of mental illnesses. He was schizophrenic. Oh, Um, Oh, that's sad. He had gone through a... He was arrested in 2015 and was in prison for four years. Oh my God! I didn't know that. Yeah, so he had a lot, a, a lot of mental troubles. So hopefully he is at peace now. Yeah. Well, anyway, I figured that since you're the head of the Peanuts community, I should bring it up. That's me. I am Dan himself is a peanut. You you can't spell peanuts featuring good old Charlie Brown by Charles Schultz without Dan O'Keefe in it if you spell it incorrectly. I was like, Dan, I don't, I don't even think there's half the letter. There's no K in there. Yeah, if you spell things wrong, my name fits everywhere. Okay, well. Now you see me too. Written by... <laughs> now to see me. <laughs> written by Ed Solomon and Peter Chiarelli. Produced by Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orkey, and Bobby Cohen. Starring Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson... Dave Franco, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan, Jay Chu, Sana Lathan, Lathan, I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly, uh, Michael Caine, and Morgan Freeman. Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> That's it. That's all the impressions I'm giving today. Released on June 10th, 2016, with a budget of $90 million. It made $335 million at the box office. And on Rotten Slate. Tomatoes. It has an approval rating of 34%. That's it? This movie blew my mind. Now You See Me Too packs in even more twists and turns than its predecessor. But in the end, it has even less hiding up its sleeves. I'm literally throwing that review out. You may notice uh, there was one actor I did not mention starring in this film. 
Wait, let me think. Let me think. Was it Mark Ruffalo? I don't think I said his. Oh, well, Mark Ruffalo. I said his name. <laughs> He's on the list. Okay. Now, let me think. Let me think. I didn't say their name because they're not in this movie. Oh. It's Isla Fisher. Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good pronunciation. Gage would not shut up about it. He's crying the whole time. He loves Isla so much. Um, yeah, she was... Her character was written out in a way that messes up the plot, the beginning of the movie. Um, but she was written out because Isla Fisher was pregnant when they were filming the movie. Oh, I thought it was because she just... Did, Gage thought it was because she was so scarred from the near drowning that she didn't want to do it. No, it was... She was replaced due to her pregnancy. Uh, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. She could have done it. Um, yeah, it's not I like... Stand by my queen, Isla. I mean, it's not like they were having her replacement character, uh, played by Lizzie Kaplan, doing any, like, very physically intense stunts no! or anything. Maybe she was, like, very pregnant. But they also could have just, like, you know, if she was... I don't know. You know, I I don't know, mm -hmm. but I think they could have they could have figured it out. They could have CGI'd out the baby. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just have her carry a lampshade in front of her at all points. She's like, I'm I'm moving a lamp. I don't know what she's saying. Yeah, it's I'm like moving a lamp. Modern Family when they were covering up pregnancies with pillows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, us go. I was going to say, Dan, you should know better than saying they should just CGI it out. That's worse than saying we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Every time I hear that phrase, I want to die. <sighs> we will not fix it in post if we don't have to. No. We'll fix it. Just Anytime somebody says we'll fix it in post, you'll just say we'll fix it now and then throw something at them and walk out in a huff. If anybody tells me. It's like my boss always says, I'm an editor, not a magician. Anyway. Unlike the members of this film, who are magicians. magicians, um, not editors. So once again, I had never seen this movie. I watched it for the first time on Monday. And you loved it. No, this is a bad movie. Dan, why do you hate everything that I like? <laughs> Can you just... Why, why, Dan? Um, there is a, a, a term used in the culinary world. If you <laughs> say that thing you said to Caroline to me, or any version of it, I will end you. I will book a one-way ticket to California because I know I'm not coming back. I was going to say, um, in the culinary world, there's a term used to differentiate uh, between... Very well-constructed, well-made, delicious dishes and things not of the sort. And it's called taste. And I think the difference between you and I... Is that I have great taste and yours is booty trash. Thank you. Got there. Boom, well, flip it. it. Uno reverse card. I, I have gave great you taste. my Uno reverse. No, I Uno reversed you so hard, Dan. <laughs> you did. You win. There. Fine. Thank you. That's all I want. Um, There is a quote from the beginning of the movie that doesn't... It doesn't explain how... It, like It's not a perfect encapsulation of my review or anything. It's just the only line in the movie that I laughed at at all. Um, 
it was Isla Fisher's replacement, Lizzie Kaplan. Uh, I don't know why she says this, but it was, it's true, he's a racist. Laughed out loud at that. Otherwise, stone-faced. Whole time. (laughs) Did you say Daniel Radcliffe? Anyway. I did say, yes, I said Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know where I was. I'm sorry, I forgot. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's fine. You didn't... (sighs) You didn't like the magic tricks? You weren't twisted by the twist? I d- no, <laughs> I wasn't. I thought the big <sighs> the big trick at the end mm-hmm. was such a cop out. I thought it was cool. And, I loved it. And the what's supposed to be the cool scene in the middle of the movie where they're moving the card around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that scene. Don't talk shit, Dan. Useless. It is Dan! useless. It's so cool. They didn't. Well, it's. It would have been cool if they did it actually. You'd... It was all a fake card. Well, yeah. It's okay. I still had fun. It was useless because they could have just had one of the characters slip the card into their underwear, wait to get all padded down and everything, and then do the pass through at the end. They didn't need to keep passing it around the whole time. So they weren't patting their crotch. Dan. I know you want to, but they weren't. Oh, I didn't want to pat anybody's <laughs> crotch in this movie. Thank you very much. Not, not even really Dave Franco. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. He's cute, but he's like, I feel like he'd bully me. <laughs> what? Maybe it's just because he's a Franco. Like, I'm, I'd be scared. I'd be like, he, I feel like. Now, I'm sure maybe he's a wonderful guy in real life. I truly don't know. Mm -hmm. But the vibe he's giving me is saying mean things to me and telling me my taste in music is bad, even though, you know, maybe it is considered bad to listen to the theme song from Five Nights at Freddy's on repeat because it's been stuck in my head every day. But who's it hurting, you know? No one. It's hurting you. No. In the long run. That's as bad as smoking. Dan, it's a really good song. I told Gage I wanted to play the game. I'm scared. <laughs> there has anyway. There has been a trend on TikTok of a record of there is a clip from Five Nights at Freddy's. I've never played it. I'm too terrified. Also, uh, oh, I'm not scared to play it. As in, I'm scared. I'm just scared of what I'm becoming a teenager. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, I, I assume the main character of the game is called Vanessa. And she goes, Freddy, you're supposed to be on lockdown. And then people <laughs> yeah. recording other versions of what the response is. Mm-hmm. And the one that I have actually found enjoyable was, Vanessa, I'm a material girl. Yes, I get that one all the time. <laughs> um, but I have never played it. I, I'm not going to. I'm a pansy boy and it's not Wordle or Tetris. Not Wordle. Not you too, Dan. Wordle's great. Okay. Do you not well, see me tweet my results every day? I, I've not, but um, my mom also plays Wordle every day. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, that's because your mom Wordle. and I are, are, are kismet. We are, we are of the same cloth. Mm, kindred spirits. That's, that's, the, that's what I meant. I couldn't think of the term. Say kismet. I don't think that's a... Your mom and I are going to make out when we meet. I'm looking up what that means. 
It's an artist, a musical artist. Kismet? Yeah. It sounds like I'm what saying a word wrong. What does it mean, Gage? Gage just walked past and went, it's a word. I googled it again. It means your destiny. <gasps> oh my god. Hide Damn, your dad. Are you... I, Hide my mom, more like. You're just <laughs> coming for both of them. Dang. Anyway. Shall we get into the film? Yeah. Well, I'll just, let's break my heart faster, I guess. Okay. Love to. Can't wait. I'm going to cry later. I'm going to have to cue up some good breakup songs. So the movie starts out and Morgan Freeman is Alex Jones. He is live streaming on his website from prison and yo you know people can actually do that really like there's a podcast that's uh well i think obviously it's like in the lesser um lesser uh Lower oh, security shoot. low security thank you i was having such a brain fire i was like police like i could not remember small police prison <laughs> when they have a child police officer <laughs> Um, Mr. Sir, Mr. Sir, stop recording. You can't host your podcast here. Pretty much. But um, there's a cool podcast called Ear Hustle that I started listening to that's about different stories of people in prison. Mm -hmm. So, fun fact, this is something that prisoners can actually do, Interesting. (laughs) Well, Morgan Freeman is, it's like he's, I mean, he's in prison, but he's got his walls all done up. It just looks like he's he's in his office. He's eating lobster? Yeah. I know. I was like, this sounds like a full spa. Like, he's definitely in, like, minimum security prison. Yeah. what's His like, crime is fraud. He's in rich person prison yeah. with Martha Stewart. Yeah. Like, and the situation. You know that, it's, it's off topic, but you know that there are no consequences for rich people going to prison. When Martha Stewart has a wine line called 19 Crimes... Oh, I don't think that's her line, is it? I mean, she's uh, on the advertising. She's one of them. Yeah, so Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. There's no my mom has, consequences. No. My mom has an apron that said, Free Martha. On it. <laughs> and there's a picture of Martha Stewart behind bars. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so, the horsemen. This is bougie prison. They are all, they've been hiding out for a year since their last show. Um, Isla Fisher, she's gone. That's the whole explanation we get of her. Um, Jesse Eisenberg, he wants to leave. He wants to figure out what's going on. They've been held here for a year, not doing anything. He he talks to a magic well, I guess. Uh, something. I mean, there's no really other way to describe it. The voices are in the walls, like... <gasps> That's it. Uh, I don't know. And he gets reassured that all of this waiting that they're doing, it's going to pay off. It'll be okay. Um, Mark Ruffalo is now, uh, to his co-workers, an even bigger idiot than he was in the first movie. Because he's a double agent, but he has to play the fool. Um, One might say he's a buffoon. Ooh. Thank you. So there's a new agent... Natalie Austin, played by Sana Lathan, and senior agent Cowan. Um, Cowan is on to him. Oh, big time. Immediately. Big time. He does not, he does not 
um, trust him, trust Mark Ruffalo as far as he can throw him. Mm-hmm. I feel like, what is the actress's name again? I'm sorry. Sana or Sonia Lathan? Sonia, Ms. Lathan. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she's kind of a hard ass, but she's like willing to trust a little more. Yeah. Probably because she's younger. Yeah. She, I mean, but, her character is the most consistently written one in the whole movie. Yeah. Because she's just, she's just trying to get her job done. Yeah. That's it. And she just doesn't want anybody to stand in her way. Honestly, respect. Um, something I've, I've realized while watching this is Mark Ruffalo always mm-hmm. sounds like he is trying to lower his voice. I love Mark Ruffalo. What do you mean, Dan? Like, so... You know how when people are on the phone or they have their customer service voice, a lot mm-hmm. of women pitch their voice up to try and seem I more presentable. And a lot of men yeah. pitch their voice down to try and seem more like masculine and more like in charge of yeah. things. Yeah, like, I get that. I- I'm guilty of it when I'm on the, I am like too. if I'm calling to make a haircut appointment, I'm like, hi, I'd like to make an appointment for Dan. Oh God. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, hi, this is Anna, I was just wondering. Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, Mark Ruffalo sounds like he's trying to pitch his voice down all the time. Like, it seems like his normal speaking voice would be like, Hi, I'm Mark Ruffalo! But he's like, Hi, Hi, I'm Mark Ruffalo! And it sounds so forced. Not forced, but like, It sounds very rough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's constantly thinking about it. Okay, I guess I can hear it. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. Okay. Of course, nothing but love to either Appleton or Kenosha's finest. I don't remember which. Kenosha, Kenosha's Willem Dafoe is from Appleton. That was, I hated myself just now. Let me just. He's from Kenosha. Yeah, that was, that was thick. Well, I did that on purpose. I know. He's from Kenosha. Um, so... Jesse Eisenberg goes back to his apartment and, uh-oh, there's a woman there. And we know she's going to be a character in the movie because she starts expositioning about herself. Please, I'm sorry. Uh-oh, there's a woman there. You. You. God, that's your internal monologue. Yeah. Anytime I, I walk into a room and there's anyone else in there. Uh-oh, there's a woman oh, there. Oh, no. You when Anna's in your house. Ever. <laughs> yep. Um, I came back from a bike ride today and Anna was sitting on the couch and she was like, my stomach hurts because I ate too many brownies. She ate half a tray of brownies. Yo, go off, queen. I would have done the same. That sounds delish. Uh, So this woman is Lula May, played by Lizzie Kaplan. Um, She escapes escapes all of his (laughs) traps or anything that he has set for her. She's apparently a very good magician. We are led to believe she is a better, as we see later in the movie, she has far better stage presence than Isla Fisher. Oh, did. she's, she's very enjoyable. Sorry, Isla. Mm-hmm. She's very, um, she's like, mm, I love when women are described confident. as enjoyable. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> she's much, she comes across more confident, not even confident. Like I feel like she has a better command of the stage. Yeah, I also feel like Isla Fisher's whole thing is that she's supposed to be sexy, and this character is, like, 
more normal. Yeah. She's still a sexual being and she still is very attractive, but she has a little bit more of a rounded out character. You know what I'm saying? It is also incredibly obvious that this was written for Kat Dennings. Oh, yeah. Gage literally said he's like, is it Kat Dennings in this movie? And then he's like, oh, wait, no, <laughs> it's somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it. I was like, this is this role was written for Kat Dennings. She turned it down and then they did a casting call. Yeah. I mean, this actress looks like Kat Dennings, too, though. She does. And she's good. I like her oh, character. Yeah. She's it, uh, an enjoyable woman. Dan. <laughs> um, she was also in Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. She was the friend in Mean Girls. Janice? Yeah. Oh. I guess I forgot. Because she doesn't, she looks so different, you know? Yeah. You know, what with makeup and costuming. Whoa. Whoa! Is she an actress? Never heard of that before. She was also in... Anyway. Um... What? Why'd you do that? <laughs> I, I'm just reading through her, her list. And she was, like, she was one of the main characters in Masters of Sex. Um, oh, I never watched that, but I know what that is. Yeah, she was in an episode of The Simpsons. Um, Love. She was in Smallville and Freaks and Geeks. Mm. And she was in a film called 321 Frankie Go Boom. Okay, you lost me. I'm gone now. I've never heard of this movie before, but it has a 45% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Higher mm. than Now You See Me Too. <sighs> uh, so, back with all the horsemen. Uh, mm -hmm. Woody Harrelson and Dave Franco are practicing throwing cards because they don't have any roofies on them because their characters both seem like people who would roofie women at a bar. Literally, yes. God, I told Gage, I was like, full offense. If I saw Woody Harrelson's character in a bar, at a restaurant, anywhere, I would run away. Sprint. I would evaporate. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um... Mm -hmm. So, Dave Franco thinks what? he has the hang on hypnotism. He doesn't. Um, but he's trying. LOL. And Woody Harrelson does not have the hang of throwing cards. So, all this year of practice has been, as the kids say, for naught. Um, <laughs> they find out that Lula is now a part of the group. Um, mm -hmm. She immediately tries to fuck Dave Franco two seconds in. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. He's fine. Sure, I I believe that Jack Wilder, the character, would both spike my drink while explaining what crypto is to me. But look at him. Oh, no. Dan, have I ever told you that there's this one commercial that comes on TV and every time... It has Matt Damon in it. The Crypto.com dumbest commercial yes. in the world? And I always go through, like, the seven stage stages of grief. Mm -hmm. Or whatever the fuck it is whenever I watch it because I open with, wow, Matt Damon's still kind of hot. <laughs> and I'm like, this is such a weird commercial. What's it for? And then I'm like, oh, this is, this is, I, I'm not sure what he's selling, but I'm kind of interested. And then it says crypto. And I go, no! Fortune Every favors single the time. bold. Oh, God. Every single time gets me. All I get on YouTube, all my mm. advertisements are for crypto. It's because you're a white man. Yeah. I hate it here. Have you had an IPA yet today? Beer is gross. Mm. Um, it's 
because you haven't tried crypto yet. <laughs> Once I buy a monkey, I'm just going to be all in on IPAs and telling oh, women why, you know, men are better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but I saw something that was like, after the, the Matt Damon ad, because uh, they show that one before, like, movies at AMC. Mm-hmm. They show oh, that, and so. then they show the Nicole Kidman AMC thing, which is a piece of cinematic masterpiece. Uh, but I saw something, it was like, remember when we thought that Ben Affleck was the stupid one? Sigh heavily. I'm sighing so heavily. I, I Sometimes I lose faith in people that I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mark Ruffalo tells the group it's time for their next show. They are going to sabotage the launch for the tech program Okta uh, and expose mm. the CEO of being a fraud and stealing customer information. Wait, there's something coming up that I can't believe you didn't laugh at. I will say, the beginning of the movie, this opening heist, mm-hmm. is fun. I like it. Okay. This is interesting. Okay. It's everything Go after on. it that Go I think on. is so dumb. Ugh. Okay. Uh, you continue, and then I'll tell you the part that I think is funny. So they start the heist. They go to New York. They're disguised as employees. Um, mm-hmm. They set traps. They sneak into rooms. Um, Woody Harrelson hypnotizes the guy by Classic. mind roofing him. Tells him to sleep, and then immediately puts his head on his shoulder. I know that's so they don't fall, but like he does it so aggressively, I feel like it would really hurt mm-hmm. my head. You know. Uh, Jesse Eisberg goes through like nine different costume changes, ripping off yeah. tails and jackets and stuff. It's beautiful. Jesse Eisenberg also has a buzz cut in this film. He's going it's through his a lot better. his Brad Pitt in Ocean's Twelve phase. Uh, I love a good buzz cut. Yeah, not on my boyfriend. I like Gage's hair, but on like other men that I've seen, if they have the right like head for a buzz cut, mm-hmm. it's a vibe. You have to have a straight hairline. Yeah, true. Or a very, very slight widow's peak. I could not have a buzz cut. My head is no. too big. It just make it look more like a melon than it already is. I think Gage has a widow's peak. If I... No, he doesn't. No, he maybe he could, uh, he could pull it off. I think he could pull it off. But I do like his hair. Anyway. I'm going to show you my hairline. Mm-hmm. For people on the recording, I'll just say that hair doctors describe it as receding. Have they really? Oh, Dan, that's a V, honey. <laughs> oh, I know. It's the My dad has the same hairline. Oh, honey, that's the Irish hairline mm-hmm. if ever I've seen. Oh, it is. It is strong in the O'Keefe's. Oh, boy. That... <laughs> Pour one out, Dan. What's you fun what, about Dan? the Irish I hairline is it just stops there, though. Most of the if time, you it ever just decided, stops. If you decided to shave your head, I think you'd look very handsome, like, as a Walter White type. You know, you'd have, like, some beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I don't think he has a beard. He does. He has a goatee. Yeah, I think you could pull it off, you know. Thank you. I'm not it's going giving to. us Michael Cranston, you know. Michael Cranston? Wait, what's his? Brian. Brian. Who is Michael Cranston? I don't know. Michael's a super common name, Dan. Everybody has it. It could have been his name. Do everybody? What is this reasoning? Everybody has it? I'm panicking. I'm panicking. 
Uh, you know I'm not good at that. Speaking of panicking, Mark Ruffalo is panicking because the FBI um, show up and figure out that he's the mole. Got that figured out real quick. Uh, well, because a mysterious voice takes over the presentation. Yeah. And calls everyone out. And it calls out that um, Dave Franco's still alive. Because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody recognized him because he had a hat on. Yeah, that's how it works. God for freaking bid. Um, so, <sighs> also, the Orca, whatever, Okta, his guy, he starts Orca. he starts saying that he's a liar and then it gets taken over by the mysterious voice. Um, well, because he's, he's being controlled by whatever Woody Harrelson says. Yes, yeah. Uh, so the horsemen run out to the roof to try to escape <laughs> the building, and they all slide down a chute that they think will take them to a waiting truck to get them out of there, get them to safety. Instead, it takes them to China. Wait, this is the part that I thought was funny when the um, the octopus guy, I can't remember what it's called now. Octa. Octa? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. You said orca, and I got confused. <laughs> Um, when the Octa guy is still connected to what Woody Harrelson is saying, so as Woody Harrelson is sliding down the slide and screaming, it cuts back to the Octa guy, and he's just going, Ah! Uh, I laughed so hard. Why didn't you laugh, Dan? I, I'm dead Answer inside? Me. I don't know. Riddle me, Dan. I enjoy silliness to a point. Dan, have you ever experienced joy before? Be honest. Anna, I've lowered my therapy to only once a month. You can't be asking me these questions. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but the answer is no. Um, oh, okay. That sucks. Such su- such a supportive co-host. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, it sounds like it sucks. I'm happy Whoa. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever experienced joy, Dan. Can't you tell? <laughs> there are no bad days. I won't allow it. Oh, God. Positive vibes only, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the horsemen, they're in Macau. Um, yes. And this movie presents capital. Macau as the greatest place in the world. I'm a dumbass because I kept repeatedly asking Gage. He's like, they're in China. I was like, no, they just think they're in China. They're in Chinatown. What? And he was like, no, Anna, they are in China, the country. And I was like, no, Gage. <laughs> Obviously, they're still in America. They just were tricked into thinking they're in China. They're in New York City, Chinatown. (laughs) And I apparently just forgot. This is not the first time I saw this movie, too. I just am stupid, in case you wanted to know. Anyone can get a college degree. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) they figure out that they their plot, whatever happened to them, was orchestrated by Woody Harrelson's twin brother, Woody Harrelson with a perm. Woody Harrison. Yeah. His name's Chase. I hate Woody Harrelson with any hair makes me uncomfortable immediately. He is a man who should not have hair. It is only okay in episodes of Cheers when he still had hair. I'm Googling this. Because it looks like he looks like a young man who's losing his hair. Oh, Dan, you know what that's like, right? I'm going to burn your was, house down. That was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am I am on a mean streak. I am on a mean streak. Uh, so you I will say one last thing. It's not just you. My father also is rocking the cul-de-sac and I've been mean to him since I was able to talk. Okay. So. I, it's not a cul-de-sac. There's not losing no. anything back here. 
Not losing no. anything. It's just the you. No. Let me have my youth. I'm 24 yeah, years old. Take your youth. This is the first time you've admitted to it. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah, my hair is just trying to meet up with what my mental age is. Oh, God. Anyway, Woody Harrelson. No, Mark Ruffalo. Um, he gets a oh. call from Morgan Freeman, uh, who keeps threatening to get his revenge, have his revenge. Uh. Uh. Okay, pause. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, I just found a picture of Woody Harrelson with hair, and he looks handsome? He's a handsome man. I, not now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe it's just my aversion to people wearing hats. Um, What? No, not all people wearing hats. My boss wears hats. I should specify. Uh, Fedoras, or like those bowler hats, or whatever the frick hat he had on during this movie. He had a trilby on. That's the one. I don't trust it. My dad used to wear a trilby. Mm. Like on his way to and from work, he'd wear it with his suit. Interesting. Right? I mean, it was the 80s. Oh, that's true. Part of the outfit. I want to be a, right. I want to be a hat guy, but not a baseball cap guy. Like a, like a fedora kind of guy. But not that kind of fedora kind of guy. Just like, Lord. I look good in large brimmed hats. And, like, I would wear, like, a floppy sun visor, but they're all made for women. And I don't like breaking down gender roles. <laughs> Wait, I just clicked back and I see you're wearing a hat now. I'm, I'm angry. Anyway. Uh, so, Mark Ruffalo goes to the prison uh, and mm-hmm. helps Thaddeus escape to figure out what Classic. happened with the horsemen. You know, got to bring your enemies in. Enemies in the first movie, friends in the second. It's the, Love the old enemies to lovers trope. Magneto in X Men and X Men Two trick. It's enemies to lovers trope, Dan. They didn't kiss, which is the I wish they had the biggest problem with this movie. Um, Correct. This is I, I will say there is no romance in this at all. Honestly, good. It can be a movie that's just about. Well, no, there is. There's a kiss at the end. Oh yeah, you're right. But it's a New Year's kiss, so yeah. I don't know if it counts. And it's between Woody Harrelson and Woody Harrelson, so it's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> so the horsemen go to their next destination. Um, it is the penthouse of a Macau high-rise building, casino, what have you. Mm-hmm. And inside of it is the one, the only... The man who will be playing Weird Al Yankovic in the upcoming biopic, Daniel Radcliffe, baby. Classic. Classic Daniel. Short King energy, am I right? Oh. I was going to say huge Short King energy, but that doesn't make sense. That's an oxymoron. It's Mm. a giant shrimp. He's still got that. He's got that Short King energy. Daniel Radcliffe is really in this movie, and that is my review of his performance. Is he a good actor? Yeah. In anything outside of Harry Potter? Well, hold on. Let me think. (sighs) Because I have only seen him in this, and he was in it. There's that movie where he played a dead body. Swiss Army Man. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I know I've seen him in other stuff. I'm sure I have. Let me look up his IMDb. Well, while you do. Um, so Daniel Radcliffe is a tech billionaire or something, um, or he's trying to live off the grid while being in- incredibly on the grid. Um, yeah, he literally lives in a big city. Yeah. He is Owen's former partner, who they thought had died a year earlier, uh, but he had faked his death. Maybe I don't know. This is confusing. They did. They faked his death. I, why are you? Why are you confused? I don't know, man. I was zoning in and out. I was paying oh attention to this movie, but I was just like, this. Oh, too much words. Well, he did, in fact. Fake his own death. So he was working on something that would allow him to, like, manipulate financial markets or something Mm -hmm. and steal information. And basically, he wants the horsemen to steal it for him. That's why he's kidnapped Mm -hmm. them. He's like, you gotta do it. You gotta pull off this heist. Uh, And all the horsemen refuse. And then Jesse Eisenberg, apropos of nothing, goes, okay, we'll do it. He is selfish in this movie uh does he explain his reasoning behind doing it ever i don't think he does no i don't think he does he just is like i'm the leader honey nobody wants you to be the leader i'm fucking tired (laughs) let me rest let me please jesse i am so tired (laughs) Vanessa. He gets a new haircut and he suddenly thinks he's everything. Yeah, I mean, that happens to me every time I get my haircut. I start strutting down the street like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. Finger gunning all the women passing by as they give me disgusted looks. Did not like that description. I knew what it meant and it still sounded bad. What, the phrase finger gunning all the women? Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't get it. Oh, Explain damn. it to me, Anna. I'm not. I have explained <laughs> enough embarrassing things for a lifetime. Uh, so the next day, the horsemen go to the oldest magic shop in the world where they get a bunch of gear to pull off their heist. It's all got to be plastic. And they though. start alluding to all of the future tricks that they're going to do in this movie. They do, yes. You're smart. You picked up on that. This is my 95th time watching this movie. So, Morgan Freeman and Dylan, Mark Ruffalo, fly out to Macau to find the horseman. Why did you say it like that? I couldn't remember his name. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Matt Damon. Uh, So, Morgan Freeman knows that Mark Ruffalo has been plotting revenge against him because he thinks that he was involved in the trick that took his father's life. Um, mm-hmm. but there's still residual anger there. Um, maybe we get an explanation of that later in the movie. I'll never tell. <laughs> well, you know what they do get? They see the, oh wait, I'll let you go. Never mind. No. You continue. No. You go. Well, I was going to say they find the, that's uh safe. Yeah. In the magic shop. Yeah. They find a safe in the magic shop, the same safe that his father disappeared. Disadied in. Disadied in? Yeah. Um, and Morgan Freeman walks into a sarcophagus and disappears. Me too. Does actual magic. Leaves a note that says, 
your move, and then a little cutesy schoolgirl kissy face. There is no kissy face, Daniel. No. But just reading it as your move, I read it as like, your move. <laughs> That's like something you put on, like you give a guy your phone number mm-hmm. and you're trying to be coy. So you write like phone number, your move, wink, and he never calls you, girl. When I was in high school, it was my sophomore year, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And the drama club... Of which Classic. I was technically not a member until mm-hmm. my senior year. Um, but did a field trip to go see comedy sports in Chicago. <gasps> Fun! And on that field trip, I was talking to... Uh, this backstory, I had a girlfriend at the time. We had been dating for like in a year school. at that point. Um, yes, I met her once. Yes. But we. I was talking to a girl... On the bus, and then like at the show, who was also cheating, in the drama club. High school cheating. This was not cheating. I was just being friendly. I thought, oh cool. Friends. Ah, wait. Let me finish. I thought I was like, oh cool. I'm making a new friend. This is nice. She's nice. I like making friends. And then at one point, she was like, "Give me your ticket." And I was like, "Uh oh." Okay. I don't know why, but sure. And then she wrote her number down on it, and I was like, oh, oh no, no. Well, no, I have a girlfriend. I just want to be friends. Is... I like making friends. Why do people think I'm flirting? I'm just trying to be nice. I don't think you're flirting, Dan. I've been flirting Unless with you, you are. for every episode of this podcast. Oh, this is a long crap. Oh, well, you're doing... <laughs> well... You've seen me without my eyelashes on, so I guess we're married now. <laughs> um, so the point of that story is... I was your moved once, but nothing can ever come of it because I'm always in a long-term relationship. Have I ever your moved to somebody? I mean, you know I used to close your ears, Mom. I used to give my number out all the time in college. Well, yeah. When I was single. You're a floozy. A Dan! <laughs> just because I had no fear of my... I had a healthy fear of other things. I just like to kiss at the bar. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And then a boy would be like, send me a text. He'd be like, let's hook up. I'd be like, lose my number. And I'd never <laughs> talk to him again because I do not like that. Let's hook up. With who? Like Jesus? Other... Amen. <laughs> Sorry, I already am planning a one-night stand with Jesus tonight. You you didn't see it, but she did the sign of the cross to make it legit. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's like when you lock in your vote or lock in your answer on who wants to be a millionaire. I was dying today because we were watching Bar Rescue and it was an Irish bar uh-huh. and this woman, you know, what? what's the acceptable Catholic swear, Dan? You know this. Damn. No, it's Jesus, Mary, and Joseph because by adding on Mary and Joseph on the end, it's no longer a swear. Uh, well, but yeah, I guess. Take it up with the Pope. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> and I was laughing because I was watching this episode and this old Irish woman sees that they turned her bar into like this nice new bar and she goes, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Like better than that. And they bleeped out Jesus. And I was rolling, Dan. Are you sure she said Jesus? Or did she go, fuck Mary and Joseph? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was a good laugh. I can tell that when I go to bed, Gage is going to be like, well, well, well. I couldn't sleep because you were cackling. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so 
The horsemen have to meet up with a South African gangster at a casino who will guide them to the facility um, where they'll find the stick is what they're looking for. And that's what they call it. Like, they're dogs. That's so vague. Like, it's not even a stick. Yeah. It's it's like a... It reminds me more of, like, a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a... It's like a Pokemon card. Yeah. A see-through Pokemon card. Yeah. So, the this, this South African man, who does not sound South African in the least... Um, I'm thinking of the wrong man. Not the South African man. They go to the facility, um, <laughs> and they, they meet the lead researcher or whatever, this British mm-hmm. guy who's uh, as pompous as can be. I was going to say, he's got a stick so far up his butt. Yeah, I found the stick. Just got to pull it out. Um, yeah, coming out of his mouth on the other side. So one of their disguises, Jesse Eisenberg thinks that he's talking to him as a scientist when really... Um, He's talking to Lula, the new girl. She's the scientist. <laughs> As she should the be. The doctor is a woman. It's the joke. I I thought the joke was that Jesse Eisenberg was a sexist for assuming he was the doctor. Yeah, no, I was referencing a different joke. It's from the, like, is how the could... the joke no, feminism? Oh. No, it's, well, yeah, the, I don't know. It's a joke from, like, the 50s. And it's like... Oh course it is dan it, it's like how could there it was like there were two women in the delivery room why was it the doctor was a woman i don't know what the ah! actual i'm looking the joke up okay <laughs> no i was laughing that was a support laugh oh, you were just on me for not being it's supported. a riddle okay here it is okay tell me the riddle a father and son have a car accident, and they're both badly hurt. They're both taken to separate hospitals. When the boy is taken in for an operation, the surgeon says, I cannot do the surgery because this is my son. How is this possible? Because it's his mom. That's so The doctor stupid. is a woman. That's not even a riddle. It's just like... Also... I, I don't know. I don't know. That just was that was rough, Dan. That was rough. So I googled the doctor is a woman, and every other you result get a bunch of reference. is about how the woman who is the doctor on Doctor Who is a woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, other than that makes sense. English. Riddle. I thought it was gonna be like. I thought it was gonna be like recommendations for doctors in your area. <laughs> like you need an OBGYN. Here you go. Thank you. Uh, speaking of OBGYN. Love that. The gang do a, keep passing a card around. They steal the stick I and love keep it. passing the card around. Oh, Dan, I love this scene. It, I know you don't like it, but I won't let you rain on my parade. It sir. overstays its welcome, and then they do it again. A minute after they do it the first time. Oh, Dan. This would have you been... You should have watched that scene through my eyes. You would have felt joy. Mm. I'm still chasing that high. Um, you didn't enjoy when they showed a little bit of CGI Jesse Eisenberg's nipple? I wish they showed real Jesse Eisenberg's nipple. It was it was CGI. Sorry, I know. you're going to have to... They didn't have a camera that small to fit between his no. shirt. 
Okay, Mr. Eisenberg, we're just going to drag this tiny camera right across your bare chest. Yeah, I think this will take a day. So uh, yeah. you're the only one on the call sheet. Wait. No, 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 no. You want me to light a candle? Oh, God. Oh, God. So doing this card trick, they do a long inspection. They it, Everything works out fine. Uh, Lula sticks the card in her bra at one point, which she should have just done the entire time. I was just saying that she takes her bra off, which I'm like, how would they have felt that tiny little thing through a padded bra anyway? But now you see, that's where I could make a joke, but it would not be good. It would not be gentlemanly of me to that. Your sentence was, how could they feel that tiny little thing through a bra? This is not about oh, you. It's not a joke because it's a reality for some people, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Cries and laughs. Um, <laughs> you look so uncomfortable. Of course I'm uncomfortable. And I'm the architect of my own demise. Dan. <laughs> Why do I do this? This is what it's like to have a friend that's a girl. You should know by now. Yeah. I have no other friends who are girls. That's what I'm saying. You have a lot of friends that are girls. I just wanted you to say it, because otherwise I sound like an asshole if I said, I have a lot of friends who are girls, okay? I get it. It's because you're um, approachable and, and, and not not intimidating. So we can take That's our That's what my mom said, too. <laughs> So we, because we can take our eyelashes off around you. My mom was like, "Yeah, you're not threatening. I see why no, women are not. friends with you. You're very non-threatening. Thank you. And you have a nice girlfriend. Because I think it would make it harder if you had like a, a mean, scary girlfriend. But you have a very delightful, equally approachable girlfriend. I don't know what you're talking about. I think she's terrifying. I love her. <laughs> it's long distance. It's fine." You did, we, we did have that Facebook conversation where... That we're all married? Uh, where Anna wants to marry you, yeah. Yeah, I accept. It'd be too confusing. It'd be like when Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner were dating. Two Annas? Well, one of us would be... I think Anna would have to start going by H. I hate to do it to her. Mm. She is Anna with an H. She would. Uh, we went to a, a coffee shop, a German coffee shop today. It's like Ooh. run by a German woman. And she was like, mm -hmm. Anna, hello. Because when she swiped her card, it, it showed her name. She was like, thank you, Anna. Oh. Because I saw the H and I was like, ooh. How exotic. Yeah, right? I'm dating yeah. a worldly woman. Um, ooh. So they escape with the stick. Um, Love it. And they're all, all seems to be good. And then thugs show up. Uh, Danny finds out he's being double-crossed. What? No. Yes. Dan! What? Sometimes I just like letting you do things like that for a while by yourself because <laughs> it makes me laugh. Anyway. Uh, so, he's being double-crossed. They keep hitting him. Um, and then there's a big fight. I don't know. Stuff happens. Mark Ruffalo shows up. There's more fighting. 
Magic happens. I don't care anymore. I I feel nothing for any of these characters. If anything, it'd be interesting if they failed because they're so far up their own asses. They're like, we're the greatest magicians in the world. And then there's nothing ever that happens in the movie that shows you that they're all up their own asses, even though they are. They're so self... That's self-centered. Obviously, they are self-centered, but like self-flagellating. I love them because... I am the exact person or type of person that if these were real people, mm-hmm. anytime they did something, I would be like, oh, my God, because I am a fangirl through and through. So eventually Dylan is brought onto a boat and on this boat, along with Daniel Radcliffe is big reveal. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Um, he is Daniel Radcliffe's father. Uh, gasp gasp but he says danny radcliffe is the only child he had out of wedlock he does say he says at the end there were so many women i don't know whose mutt you are yeah i oh my god well that's it just they don't even yeah yeah michael kane uh so they do the magic trick in quotes that killed Mark Ruffalo's father to him again. They lock it. Very in. scary. Yeah. Sure. Um, you didn't think it was scary? Yeah, I knew he'd get out. There were no well, stakes. I was a little worried. I was worried. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> there are no stakes. That's my issue. There's no stakes because... Yeah, I mean, yeah, the good guys win in most movies, but, like, there's no reason to believe that they won't. Because throughout the whole thing, you're like, this is, they've had this all planned out, bing, bang, boom, it's all gonna work out totally fine. And there's never, ever any hint that something is not going according to plan. The only time is when they're doing the stupid card passing thing, and they drop the card. That's the, the most dramatic part of the movie. Okay, carry on. Okay. Thank you for your permission. Um, you're welcome. I can tell you're having so much fun. I am I am in Spain without the A. Uh, so... Spain. <laughs> I am in Spain without the... What? P. Sane? Yeah, because I am not crazy. <laughs> Thank you. So... Uh, Mark Ruffalo picks the lock, but then he loses consciousness, and the horsemen, they pull him up. Um, And you know, Morgan Freeman, he double-crosses him, too. He's been working with Michael Caine this whole time. Gasp, gasp, fireworks, gasp. gasp. I was shook. I forgot about that, and I scrammed. Mm -hmm. So they go back to their hideout. They think they have the stick. It's fake. They've lost it. That they're feeling sad, they're down when suddenly Gasp. Gasp, gasp, fireworks. The owner and her son of the magic shop that we met earlier in the film, um, they show up and they give him a pep talk, basically. Yeah. They, and we were led to believe that 
Like they were they were portraying themselves as like locals, didn't speak English, like the mom you know, especially. Yeah, just like, you know, Chinese, just Chinese people, standard normal people. Mm -hmm. But now they're back and they're mysterious and suddenly she's fluent in English with like not even an accent at all. And hint. I was like, is she is she American? What's the twist? <laughs> uh, what a twist. I was the actress is Chinese. She is from China, um, and then she moved to America early in life, though. Oh, that's probably why. Like that's she... like how Simu Liu is Chinese and Canadian. He is born in China, but he is Canadian, so he doesn't like, you know, he just he has a Canadian accent. Mm -hmm. He actually released a really cool commercial. Um, for Google that's completely in Mandarin, I think. That's him talking with his parents, and they, like, show up on the set, and they're like, don't slouch. Let's shoot it again. Hmm. That was awful. Like, not that was awful, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's funny. It's cute. It's very cute. Um, I watched 40 minutes of Shang-Chi on an airplane. Mm-hmm. He was good. I got bored. He's so good. He's so hot. We watched him on Kim's Convenience. You'd probably like Kim's Convenience. Probably. You know what I don't like? This movie. So they are a part of the I. Uh-oh, the, the big mysterious organization. I. I, you can't tell people, dear listeners, but I, I have one eye closed. Oh my god, are you Metallica? Sleep with one eye open. Um... Uh, <laughs> So, of course, they, they're like, well, we need to expose Daniel Radcliffe and Michael Caine. Let's do a big show. Big Classic. magic show. So they go That's to London and they do a bunch of different magic shows. Um, Jack does a three-card Monty. Mm -hmm. um, where one guy in the audience whose girlfriend is a part of the show is having the worst time he looks like he literally just got done telling his girlfriend how much he hates magicians and <laughs> then a magician started doing a show right in front of him mm -hmm. like that's the vibe he's giving he's like oh god i can't you know what i really can't stand magicians and then jack shows up and he's like ladies and gentlemen <laughs> specifically this gentleman the show yes, is for sir. you you look really unhappy. Yeah. This is for you, big guy. Wink. Uh, Lula does a performance with doves coming out of a man's fly. I did not like hers. Hers was my least favorite of all the performances. I was not wowed. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesse Eisenberg stops the rain. That, his performance is sick. Cool yeah. shot. It looks cool. I'll give him that. Mm -hmm. The... The, like, camera panning through as mm -hmm. he's holding his hand out and controlling the weather. That looks neat. Love it. Whatever. Um, Dan, uh, watch the movie with your heart next time. Watch it with my heart? Yeah. <laughs> Not with your brain. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh. Uh, so, the... And then... You know who doesn't do any magic? Woody Harrelson. Well, he's busy. The magic is, you know, tricking his brother. Yeah, he is working on tricking his brother. Um, the FBI are heading towards London also. Uh, and everybody's location is being tracked. They all notice a pattern. 
Um, so Woody Harrelson figures out that Woody Harrelson is heading towards Greenwich. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Ruffalo thinks they're in trouble and calls the horsemen to their rendezvous while the FBI have apprehended Morgan Freeman. The horsemen, they get caught by the goons and taken into Tressler and his son's plane on the plane. They get thrown out of the plane to their death. It's kind of terrifying. The first time I watched this, I was like, what the fuck? This is such a twist. This is such a scary ass. Like, I, it, it, it was a bit much. It was a bit much the first time I watched it. Mm. The first time I watched it, I thought, oh, this is a trick. They're all going to be probably fine. Like, Thank God. Yeah. I hope it's real. Dan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. So the because they're evil, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Michael Caine drink to celebrate. Do you think they were drinking pee? No. Oh. This isn't Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Does that happen in that movie? Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Um, so at one point. Um, a character who who is a senator from Tennessee, mm-hmm. like you could, she, she says something to the effect of, "You could piss in a jar and call it Granny's sweet tea, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to drink it." Uh, oh no! And then during a hearing, she has a glass in front of her, and she turn it, it looks like tea, and she turns it and written on the label it says, "Granny's sweet tea." She hasn't drank, it. and then there's an explosion. Lex, Lex, Lex. Right. Am I right? So. Ah, uh, there's something wrong with the sticker. There's a fool card. The plane stops, blah, blah, blah. Because it's pee. Sure. If that fulfills your kink, then go ahead. It's not my kink, but yes. Uh, everything was staged. Gasp. It was all a trick. They Gasp. They explain how they did everything. They got a rain machine. Woody Hypnotism. Harrelson hypnotized Woody Harrelson. The plane was just in a hangar with a bunch of wind. I don't The wind machine, they didn't need it on. Well, I guess they did when they got thrown out well, of the plane. Well, you know, yeah, to make it feel like the plane is moving. Yeah. And like the speed of, if you actually, op- if you actually opened up a plane door, though, while I was in the air, correct me if I'm stupid, hmm. but wouldn't you just... Wouldn't it just start pulling people out of the door? Like, they wouldn't be able to throw people out. They'd be all falling out. No. I looked into this. Okay. So Are you planning to throw people out of a plane? Yeah. It's basically impossible to open up a plane door when you're in the air because the cabin is so pressurized. Oh, okay. um, That you would need to push with thousands of pounds of force to get a door open. Mm. But... If you did, it wouldn't suck people out. Hmm. Um, it would affect cabin pressurization. Yeah. But you wouldn't all be forced. If anything, it would suck the door back closed when it's affecting hmm. the pressurization. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why I was looking that up. Maybe to assuage my fears. That somebody was going to open a door on a plane? I don't know, but... No, it's interesting, because, like, I don't know. I just 
you know, it's crossed my mind when you watch these movies with these crazy plane jumping scenes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? <laughs> uh, so they expose the bad guys to the public. They get arrested. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Natalie, the FBI agent from before, confronts Mark Ruffalo about his deceit. Uh, he gives her the stick. Pause. I, I'm not going to validate that with a response, Dan. He hits it and quits it. Then he it runs away. It was too obvious. I know it was too obvious. <laughs> I Like this movie, I am entirely surface level. You're something. So, not long after, all the horsemen mm-hmm. go back to a building belonging to the Eye, um, where it is revealed. It's a beautiful building. It's very nice. It's one of the, it's like an old money sort of mansions thing. Oh, yeah. It's giving Gatsby, mm-hmm. you know? It's giving green light old sport. When Gatsby hears green light by Flo Rida, uh, is he thinking, yes, give me the green light because I'm ready to go. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh, we, oh. You know who's a big fan of Flo Rida? Do I? It is it a celebrity? No, it's my father. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So it is revealed that Morgan Freeman was partners. Yes. With Mark Ruffalo's father, and they were just pretending to be rivals. False. It was the uh, it was the enemies to lovers trope. Mm, yeah. They were in love. So. He's felt remorse over it, but he's proud of the magician that Dylan has grown up to be. Sure. Uh, Why do you think he wouldn't have just come clean after, like, to the family? I feel like the family would have known. Yeah. But that's just me. Because magician, a magician never reveals their secrets. I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, me too. Um, so Morgan Freeman says that they should find a successor as... The other horsemen walk in. They all walk through a curtain to a spiral staircase. And they walk down to what's at the bottom. And we cut to black and thank God the movie's over. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan. You made it. Oh my God. There's, I, I, again, I watched the TV cut of it. So there were commercials mm-hmm. in between. It was oh God. two and a half hours that I'll never get back. Well, you made it. My lashes are starting to come off. That's how I know the, knew the movie was about to be done. I've said most of my thoughts about it. What are yours? I like it, Dan. I think it's a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like, I know it's a movie, so the magic tricks are not practical. But I like the magic tricks. They just bring me joy. That's part of and- my problem. I know, Dan, but it's a movie. I get that. But if it's a movie about magic, I expect there to be some practical magic trick. There's none in this movie. There probably is. You don't know. Maybe there is one. (laughs) I don't know. I expect there... uh, Like, uh, my whole thing is that I completely believe a movie's internal logic. So if it makes sense in the movie... It makes sense to me. And all of this mm-hmm. in the movie, it makes sense. So it makes sense to me. 
but I'm still mm-hmm. disappointed in the fact that none of it is an actual magic trick. Not one. I guess. I guess. It's more of like a heist movie than it is an act, like a magic. Yeah. Like, you know? But it's not a good heist movie either. Well, neither is Ocean's Eleven. Hot take. Yeah. That or is 12, a scorching take. I'll say it again. Neither is Ocean's Eleven or 12 or 13. I hope you've enjoyed, once again, listening to Anna's last episode of In No, Dan! I am replacing her with our guest from the Oceans trilogy, Riley Harrington, and we will exclusively be reviewing Oceans Eleven every week. That movie's a sausage party. Don't even get me started. And this isn't? No, there's one not sausage, so it's better. Confirmed. Bare minimum Twitter is quaking. Julia Roberts! Yeah, she's barely in it. She doesn't really have character development. That's true. Anyway, you want some trivia? Yes, Dan. Um, More than anything. When Mark Ruffalo enters Morgan Freeman's jail cell, Mm -hmm. uh, music is playing, and the song that's playing is, forgive my pronunciation, Der Hole Rocked Cult in Meinem Herzen. The Revenge of Hell Boils in My Heart. From Mozart's The Jesus Magic Christ. Flute. Oh, that makes sense. But what an aggressive... Magic. Well, yeah, I mean, like, once you said it was from The Magic Flute, I guess it made sense, because mm-hmm. that's like, you know, there's a story being told, but it, it it's German. You know, I'm not surprised it's that aggressive, I guess. Daniel Radcliffe at one point says he dabbled in magic while he was at school. Yes. I wonder what that's a reference to. Uh, I have no idea. Jesse Eisenberg had a buzz cut in this movie because he had filmed Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And at the end, his hair is shaved. So he has a buzz cut because it's just growing back now. Mm hmm. In case you're wondering. Lex Luthor. The man who has the bird fly out of his pants is an Irish magician Mm -hmm. named Keith Barry. So he had that bird on him the whole time. Yes, probably. Mm. It was his pigeon. This is the sixth movie that Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine appear in together. Oh, they're probably friends. They were also in... Oh, and Batman. Yeah, they were in Freedom, A History of Us, U.S. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Now You See Me. And then they were in Going in Style the next year. Oh, love that. Cute. They're probably friends. Probably. I hope so. I hope so. Um, the link on the message that Daniel Radcliffe gets on his cell phone um, mm-hmm. takes you to ThaddeusBradley.com, <laughs> which is no longer a working web page. Oh, what was it before? Like a promo page for this yeah. movie? Yeah. Course. So during the card heist, whatever, mm-hmm. as they're passing it around, Dave Franco had spent months learning sleight of hand. Um, of course he did. And he had some more. He there's a reason he had the most complicated moves during the scene. Because he actually knew how to do it. Yeah. Love that energy. Ed Solomon, who wrote the movie, wanted the movie to be called Now You Don't. But the marketing department rejected it. Now to see me. 
That's all I'm saying. Uh, it works for the Spanish-speaking community as well. That's true. It does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that's really all the interesting trivia that I have. Hmm. That's it. Well, I liked that trivia. I'm happy for especially, you. Especially the one about Michael Caine and <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Because you just like friendship. I do. I liked the trivia more than I liked the movie. I'm very, okay. I'm sounding very harsh on it. And I am. I didn't enjoy myself watching this. I, was, I wasn't looking forward to watching it. Maybe that painted how I was going to actually view it when I did. Uh, it was a very long two hours, two and a half hours that it took to watch this. And a lot of the time I was just like, cool. That's sure why not i just i i was rooting for no one i i didn't like any of the characters which in a movie like this you gotta like someone tisk 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 hey man that's just me mm-hmm. would it be better worse or the same with jonathan taylor thomas as daniel radcliffe's character oh better that would have been fun to see mm-hmm. He would have been way snarkier, I think. Daniel Radcliffe, whenever I feel like whenever he has like characters that are supposed to be a little evil, he comes across as unhinged. <laughs> That's fair. Like he's either Harry Potter or he's unhinged. There's no in between. I think I think that part of Daniel Radcliffe's problem with this character is he's too earnest. He's very earnest in all of his roles, and he seems like mm-hmm. he's not buffoonishly evil enough. Yeah, he's like an evil genius in a way, almost. Mm-hmm. But he's like playing with daddy's money, so how geniusy is he really? Yeah. He's he's just creepy. But it, like you know, he definitely when they when he had them all asleep on his private jet. And he was taking pictures with their lifeless bodies. Mm-hmm. You know he stopped to sniff their hair. Oh, God. Like, you know he did. I do. Hopefully they got it on film. Um, oh. That's how the DVD extras Daniel Radcliffe sniffing hair for 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Daniel Radcliffe purposely creeping out his cast member, <laughs> cast mates. I think this movie would be... This no, I mean it'd be better if George Clooney was in it in any role. As as Woody Harrelson. Better. Oh my god, it wouldn't be as creepy. But the twin is still Woody Harrelson. And they're still identical twins? Sure. Yeah, they still identify as identical twins. Love it. I like it more. Better. They're like, we're the same, can't you tell? <laughs> People can never tell us apart. Yeah, I'd love oh it. Oh my god. It'd be better. But then again, George Clooney. Mm. They make a, they make a joke that Woody Harrelson was the one who pulled all through like high school and college. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's always been the more handsome <laughs> one. So on a scale of one to five, I don't know, man. What card tricks? I was gonna do like flippity dippity card moves. There we go. I give it four. Oh. Not as good as the first one, but I still enjoyed myself. I agree with you on the not as good as the first one. Kind of lose me when you say you enjoyed yourself. I give it a one and a half. 
Dan, I hate to say it, but I don't think you're going to be welcome in this here apartment ever again. We don't lack your kind here. <laughs> that is a... If it, if it means keeping my integrity, that's a price I'm willing to pay. I'm going to put a sign up that said, no entry unless you like, now you see me, and now you see me too. That saying and, that lowers the bar a lot. Yeah, I want to make sure that, you know, I don't have any people with trash opinions sneaking into my apartment. You're already in there. Nobody needs to sneak. Ayo! <gasps> Ayo! You oh! finally got me back. Bing, bang, boom! After all the comments I made about your hairline, you finally got me back. All it took was almost two hours. Oh, it's okay, Dan. <laughs> um, so, do you have anything else to add about now to see me? No, thank you for using the correct title. You're welcome. Um, no, I, I just, it makes me want to see a magic show in real life. Mm-hmm. That's all. You know, I don't really care that much about the heisty parts. I just like the the magic. I'm suited for the magic of it all. I am. You know, what if the real magic was the friends we made along the way? You know what I'm saying? The real magic is the enemies that this movie is giving me. Yeah. The real. What if the real magic was the friends to lovers trope we made along the way? Ah, you know? Maybe. Mm. Um, so that's it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's not, talking about a movie that's not related to this at all, except that it's about Triggered. magic, and it's called Now You See It. Triggered. Is it on Disney Plus? Yeah. Do we know? Uh, I'm double checking, but yeah, it's a Disney Channel original movie from 2005, starring Allison Mashaka. Mm, oh! Yep, I, I definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I know exactly what movie this is. And Frank Langella. <laughs> Whomstuff? Frank Langella. Frank Langella? I'm looking it up. And anyway. Despite it being a Disney Channel original movie, it does not have a Wikipedia page. Probably because it was so booty. You stop that. Danny Sinclair. I. It's all coming back. Mm-hmm. One look at this cover image. This... this I'm, my brain's saying thumbnail. I know that's not correct. This poster. Mm-hmm. And it is all coming back, girl. So that's what we'll be talking about next week. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. If you want to throw us some coin, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash in conclusion. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Hey, hey, you, you, where can they find you? I don't you? like your girlfriend. Oh, that's a lie. I do like your girlfriend. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at AutumnusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Rolled Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and O and roll, and O and out are zeros. So tune in. What? Did release one TikTok. Ooh. You watched it, Dan. I, I saw you liked it. I did. I Friends support friends. Yes. Girls support girls. Women. No. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. girls. Ugh. You look so weary, Dan. We'll be back next week with Now You See It. In the meantime, everybody stay safe. Have fun. 
get vaccinated, and I don't know, learn a magic trick or something. Oh my god, I'd love it if you showed me a magic trick. Too bad. Bye-bye! Oh, bye. <laughs> Have you ever tried swishing Mountain Dew in your mouth before you go to bed?